The following is a presentation of Embassy Media and Marshall Davis Ministries. God is just great, isn't he? And he's greatly to be praised. Amen. Uh, I guess you can look up and see our theme this morning. Amen. Coming from Proverbs 29, 18. And if you look at it, it says, enlarging the vision, your vision, that other visions would be enlarged through a new mindset. Look at somebody and tell them the only way that your vision can be enlarged is through a new mindset. From Proverbs, the 29th chapter, the 18th verse, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law Happy is he. And all week long, we've been blessed by men of God that have come and just hit line upon line, uh, precept upon precept in relation to vision. It's important for us not to get vision mixed up with sight. Amen. Because they come from two different areas. But if you put them together, it will cause a greater uh, blessing in your life to see certain things take place. Uh, sight is with the natural eye. Sight is with the natural eye. Sight is with the natural eye. Sight is just with your physical eye. So you have to watch just what you see. And if you start living by what you see, you will never walk in belief of what God says. You, you would never be able to attain unto what God's words say if you're just watching what you see. See, the word of God in 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Because if we ever start walking by what we want to see with our natural eyes, what it will do, you will be able to see it in somebody else's life. And if you start walking by what you see in somebody else's life, it will cause you to become jealous. Mm, Y'all got real quiet then. It will cause you to become envious because what you see with your natural eye is only to tell you that God can do it. It is never for you to try to possess. Mm. You have to learn that whenever it is that God is going to give you something, he might reveal it to your natural eye, but he never intended for yours to come from where you saw. So sight is physical, and it's the evidence of something that can take place through vision. So sight is a part of vision, but it is only the revealing of the physical that sight is. But vision is invisible. So if we walk by faith and not by sight, then faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, meaning that the power of anything to be manifested in your life is in your mind. Oh. It is not what you see you will get, it is what you think. 
We're not possessing by what we see that is already taking place. We possess by what we think. And if you start thinking what you want, you will get it. If you start seeing what you want alone, you will never attain unto it because you never know what somebody else had to go through to get it. I want to share something with you about human nature. People will let you know that they got something, but they won't tell you all of the pain that they went through to get it. So sometimes we become very envious or very admiring to things that take place in other people's lives, but you don't know what happened on the inside. Hallelujah. See, it takes a birthing for your vision to come, come to pass. You can see something that you didn't birth, but when it is that vision comes forth, it comes forth out of a birthing because anything that you have vision for, you have internalized it. Vision is the power of discernment intellectually to conceive whatever it is that you believe. If you can start believing in your mind that you have something, I want you to know something, you will possess it. But you can never forget to possess it, you got to give birth to it. The reason many people can't come forth with vision in their life is because they think it's just going to happen. You got to babysit that thing. Y'all not shouting with me. You can't allow yourself to be contaminated, to be around the wrong thing, to hear the wrong thing when you're believing for something. When you're envisioning that God is going to do something for your life, you can't get around the folk that don't believe it. You got to get around somebody that it has already happened for. Hallelujah. You got to start nourishing yourself. You can't even read the wrong scripture when it is that you have decided to be a visionary. You got to read scriptures that will give birth to what it is that you're believing for. You can't believe things that are negative. You got to stay on the positive side. You got to get with folk that are positive. Can I share this here with you? People in your life, when you de develop vision, people in your life will even either sharpen you or destroy you. That's why you have to watch who it is. Oh, let me go over here. That's why you have to watch who it is that you have in your life when you're carrying your vision. When you're carrying your vision, you don't need to get around somebody else with problems. You need to get yourself divorced from a problem situation so that you could give birth to a happy situation. I wish somebody was hearing God today. Look at somebody and tell them it's time for your vision to come to pass. Hallelujah. That means you have a mental image. That means you have intelligent foresight. And I, wanna, I want to emphasize that because too many people think vision is just going to come just out of normal everyday stuff. See, when vision comes, it's because you walk in excellence. Sight come when you're walking anyway. You're subject to see anything, anytime, but when you want to see what you want, it takes excellence. Hallelujah. The thing that's so tough about excellence is this. Excellence can only be displayed when it's 100%. So you can't do 90% and be excellent. 
You don't have to do the best you can do, but where you're at, you got to do the best for them. Because in our lives, there's always room for improvement. But it is not about what you did, it's how you did it. Uh, let me go. It's not about what you did, it's how you did it. See, I could say, good morning. Good morning. Or I could say, good morning. I said the same thing. It's not what I said. It's how I said it. Hallelujah. Because excellence deals with your spirit, man. Excellence deals with how much of God you release out of your life on a daily basis. Now, before we can really take on excellence, we got to learn about three or four steps that will cause us to be right for excellence. Before we can take on new vision, we got to get ourselves prepared for new vision. Because if we keep staying the way we are, we can't get anything new. And so God's word tell us how that we are supposed to be able to renew our thinking. Because to get an enlargement, your thinking has to be renewed. Look at somebody and tell them, your thinking has to be renewed. That's the only way that you can be enlarged is your thinking become renewed. If your thinking doesn't become renewed or reprogrammed, you can't enlarge yourself. The first thing that we must do in order to reprogram or rethink or think new is that we must reject sin. Y'all don't want to be holy today. You just want something to happen. And God said it's not going to happen just because you want it to happen. It's not going to even happen because you believe. Because vision is the power of revelation from God. That's why Proverbs 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Because vision is tied into your obedience of not yielding to sin. See, sin comes at all of us. But it's the ability not to yield to sin. And we have to learn to reject sinful things. Stop trying to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And learn how to possess eternal life through Christ Jesus. Well, first of all, how do I learn to reject sin? Because sin doesn't just go away or leave you alone. Just because you say I reject you. See, everything God has is a process that you have to go through to attain it. Hallelujah. Just because you come give your life to Christ today, that don't mean you're going to stop sinning. The ability to stop sinning is a learning process. Many people don't know how to stop sinning, not because they can't stop, but simply because they don't understand the road or the process to go through to stop sinning. See, you have to build up an immunity against sin. You just don't stop. Don't fool 
yourself the first time you get tempted after you're saved, more than likely you'll fall into the sin. Why? Because you don't build up your immune system spiritually to be able to say no to it. It's not like you stop having the ability or the capabilities to sin. You can still do the same stuff you ever did. But what's different? You have built up your thought, your mind against it to say no to it. Let me, let me just break, break this down because some, some people get, are so religious that they just go by a religious saying. Not to destroy what I know to be the truth or the thought that was spoken through certain things. I call them isms, true isms. But you are not going to look at your hands and your hands look new. Let me back up off of you. You're not going to look at your feet and they did too. Let me go over here. No, that, that's not going to happen realistically. There is a truism in there that is an expression of your life being changed. But your life being changed don't happen because your hands look new. Same hands. You got to get a new mind to keep your hands off of stuff that you don't need to have them on. Watch this. Because you got to watch this carefully. Because inside of us is the reality of our hands. Have you got that? See, Bishop has hands. Because Bishop has hands, his hands are only released by God to embrace Marcia. Y'all not shouting with me. So it don't mean you can't use your hands. It means your mind got to change about who your hands are on. Ain't nothing wrong with your hands. They didn't look new. You just got a new mindset of where they supposed to go. And who they... <laughs> Y'all so holy today. Look at somebody and tell them, you got to reject sinful thoughts. Well, let, let me give you... Turn to 1 John, the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. Somebody going to get their breakthrough today. 1 John 5, this was, this was uh, read during this week past in our anniversary celebration. And the Lord gave me a thought here of how to break sin and sinful thoughts off of your life through the process of God's word. See, because if you recall, when God was dealing with Abraham and the promises of God, God said when he could swear by none other, he swore by himself. In other words, God was really saying, if you keep my word, I have so sworn on my word that it have to work. Have you got that? So here in verse 14 of 1 John 5, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now watch 15. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Two words here I want to deal with that if you do it, it will break the power of sin and sinful thought off of your life. The first one is, and we know, or, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Say heareth. Heareth, heareth is the continual process of being heard. We fall into sin when it is that God is not continually hearing from us. Hallelujah. Make it plain, Papa. You don't fall in, 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 in sin because of temptation. You fall in sin because there was a lack of God hearing from you. In all of our ways, we have not acknowledged him so that he can direct our path because his word is absolute. See, our confidence come to live for him when it is that we continually approach him, continually seek him, continually look for his will. When you stop looking for his will, you will develop a will. You'll write your own will. You'll give yourself your own out, your own excuse. You'll say, I know what the words say, but. Hallelujah. If God didn't want me to do this, why he got me feeling like this? Let me go over here. This is good here. If God didn't want me. To like women. Why he make me a man? You got to get the full script. He said when he created man, it was not man good for man to be alone. But man was never supposed to live in the estate of being unmarried doing marriage stuff. Y'all don't have to shout about it. I said, you don't have to shout about that. Hallelujah. God created everything for his purpose, for his glory. And we fall into temptation and sin when it is that he does not constantly hear from us. Come on, you cannot allow yourself to stop giving God glory and praise and approaching his throne for any reason. And don't let the enemy fool you and trick you. Because I want to tell you some of the most vulnerable places he will catch you. You got to watch yourself when it is that you are very very spiritual in the things of God 
and then you somehow, some way, go out of town and don't maintain your daily walk with him. People go on vacation and don't pray. A spirit got on you so when you came back, why? Because you stopped approaching God's throne. It doesn't matter who you are. I remember one time I went out of town, I was by myself, I was in the bed, in the, in the hotel room, and then a demonic force came in there and said, you ain't got to pray, you ain't got to get up, ain't nobody here, your wife ain't here, it ain't gonna matter, these people down here don't know you. Y'all too holy. And I know if he'll speak to me that way, he'll speak to you. I know you'll go to the family reunion and don't be prayed up, all hell break loose. Now you are acting a fool like everybody else. I don't know what's been going on with you, but God do. I'm his ambassador, I'm speaking on behalf of God. I didn't hear to come here to talk about God. I came here to speak for him. Hallelujah. He know where you need to be set free. He know the sin that's got you bound. Hallelujah. Some of our sin is that we just don't believe God for whatever is not of faith is sin. It's a sin not to believe God. Call yourself born again, saved, sanctified, filled with the precious Holy Ghost and won't believe God. It's a sin. There's some sin of commission and there's some sin of omission. Look at somebody and tell them you got to reject sin. Now let me read this, this B portion. And if in the 15th verse, and if we know that he continuously hear us, whatsoever we ask, because whatsoever relates to more than one thing. Amen and more than one time, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Why? Because he one time heard them. Watch this. He heareth them all because they're continuously coming, but he answers them one at a time. Our frustrations come because we have not gotten an answer. And it's hard to ask him again when you didn't get an answer. You didn't get an answer because you didn't fortify the last one you prayed. Your focus came on the answer for what you prayed and because you didn't see an answer, then you didn't pray again. Let, let me put it to you this way so you can hit the bottom line. God does not answer one-time people. Because he says, ask anything that you will. See, see, God has a law that said you got to ask anything, not one thing. Some of you all are waiting on the, the prayer you prayed last year. And what you've got to do is you just got to put them up. Put them up. 
Put them up. Put them up. Eventually, they got to come back. Put them up. Your, your last prayer pushed the other one. Hallelujah. Because remember, God's word is, a, is an assembly line for whatever it is that you've been believing God for. And if you don't have nothing working on the next one, guess what? It's a blank in between. So when the blank comes, it's because nothing else is on the assembly line. God puts it to us in the natural. The mail carriers of the United States do not carry one letter at a time. If only one letter come to your house, it's because ain't but one person sent mail to you. Y'all not shouting with me. Hallelujah. When it is that a male person carries the U.S. mail, they carry all of the mail. Yeah. And it's because it is letter after letter after letter after letter before they get delivery. Some of you all are waiting because there's been a delay. And there's been a delay because you have not asked for something new. You are still asking for something old. Your mind can't be enlarged. Your vision can't be enlarged by remembering the old thing you are still believing for. If you believe for something last year and it has not happened, you have outgrown it. Y'all don't want to shout with me. See, there's a different way to outgrow something. Outgrowing it doesn't mean you won't get it. If you said last year, I believe you, Lord, for a car, and it didn't happen, this year you got to come to a place to outgrow that. You got to say, well, Lord, now I believe you for the car and the house. And if that don't happen, you got to say, I believe you for the car and the house and to be out of debt. Just keep on, y'all not. <laughs> New mindsets come secondly because we immerse ourselves into the word of God. Look at somebody and tell them, you got to immerse yourself into the word of God. You got to come to the place that the word of God gives you so much confidence that you won't even hear nothing else. See, when, when you immerse yourself in the word of God, according to Psalms 119, 11, where it talks about that you need to hide the word in your heart so that you don't sin against God, it's bringing you to a place where that you will almost walk in perception rather than faith. You'll be so close to acting on something before God said it. Why? Because you already believe what his word says. Yeah. Only thing you have to do when it is that you're in that vein is you got to watch your season, that's all, so that you don't get ahead of God, so that you don't get ahead of what the word is saying. You know, because before God give anything to you, you he got to prepare you. 
He got to get you right for what it is that you've been believing him for or even envisioning him for. He has to get you prepared. You know, most of the time what happens is we don't want to sow into what it is that we're believing. See, that? let me get you away from money. Whatever you believe to happen, you got to put the time in for it. Let me go over here. God is not hocus pocus. Whatever it is that you believe in him for, you got to put the time in for it to happen. If you don't put the time in for it, it's not going to happen. Because it's not based upon whether God said it or not. And saints need to understand that because if it was based on whether God said it or not, it would have happened. Mm. Y'all got real quiet. Because that religious spirit will tell you, well, if God said it, God can say it and it don't happen. Because if you don't sow into your own self, it can't happen. Because the power for what God said to happen is in you. God is just saying it's so absolute that it will happen if you follow the principles. If you can believe in yourself, it can happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you save or unsaved. If you can believe in you, it can happen. Hello? It doesn't happen because you saved. It doesn't happen because God said it. It happens because of what you think about it and how you envisioned it and how you applied yourself to what God said. Make it plain. Hallelujah. Because there are too many of us already don't have the blessings of God. So it's not about that would mean God is a liar. And the word of God said that let God be truth and every man be a liar. Because whatever God said is so absolute, but in order for it to come to pass, we must act on it. And we must sow into ourselves. Get a lazy spirit off of you. Hallelujah. You want something to happen for you, you got to follow up on it. Look at somebody and tell them, you got to check your own self out now. You got to immerse yourself into what the word of God say. You got to thank him every day. Say, thank him every day. Let me tell you what thanking him every day would do. Thanking him will, every day will say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. So what that would do will remove unimportant things in your life. Because you can't praise him and think about foolishness. So you, you can't be thinking foolish stuff and stuff that don't make sense, stuff that's not going to bless your life, and then be in God giving him glory, honor, and praise. Amen. You cannot keep on dealing with things that don't mean you any good and think something good is going to happen for you. I might have to close behind this here. When vision hits your life, you have to be so prepared because many times vision will make you live a life by yourself. You won't be alone, but what you think 
will only be your thoughts. Because when vision hits your life, nobody else can understand it. And until vision hits your life, you will never understand all that God wants you to be. I used to just get angry with folk because they didn't understand me. I know ain't none of y'all been there. Just mad, like you can't see that? Are you blind? What's wrong with you? No, I can't see that. You can't see that. Why? Until you tap into vision that comes from a new mind. It's not about can you understand it? Yes. But my mind haven't shifted there. You have to watch it when folk that you seemingly would think can't deal with truth. And you got to understand, their mind's not there. There is nobody that's in the presence of God that would willingly just do wrong. No, no. Their minds are not even there. And nobody can comprehend a vision for their own life until their mind get there. People can't see what you're saying. You know, you can want somebody to do right all you want to, but they don't do right till they come into themselves. And too many times we waste time trying to give folk right. People can't get right till they get it up here. It's like they don't see that thing. There could be reasons why they don't see it. Hallelujah. Because when it is that you have things that distract you other than God's word, guess what? You can't see the things of God. Why? Because you have developed a carnal mind. The word of God says a carnal mind is enmity or an enemy to what the word say. Carnal minds come when you desire what you want and not what God wants. Carnal minds come when you don't understand that you belong to God, not yourself. We are messed up from being grown. 21 and some. Can't tell me. You ain't my daddy, you ain't my mama. Well, what you have just said, I will destroy the order of God. Because all of us, somebody ought to be able to tell us something. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care what your race is. Somebody should be able to tell you something. We got this old religious thing in us about being so grown until we don't even know how to operate in the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're in a setting right now. You are not just subject to God. You're subject to the word I speak to you. 
You shouldn't be in here with a mindset to make up your own mind based upon what, what, what I'm saying. You can't be in here with a mindset talking about I'm a man like him. You ain't a man like me. I'm anointed by God for what I'm doing. You can get anointed by God, but you know I'm not anointed by God for what's going on right now. So you need to learn how to be submissive to what God is saying through me. I know you're physical. I know you're strong. We're not dealing with physical and strong. We're dealing with a mindset. And what we've done is put muscle in front of brain. You go to the gym and work out, but you won't work the word. Hallelujah. You're strong in your physical. You lift up 500 pounds, but when a little problem comes, you can't lift your head up. You got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Don't y'all make me preach this morning because I feel like celebrating these 17 years. I'm just telling the Lord I've been telling the truth for you for 17 years. I'm not going to stop now. Y'all can leave, but I'm not going to stop preaching truth. I'm going to preach it till you faint.